Chapter Five of Nobody's Man by E. Phillips Oppenheim. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Ferrard. Chapter Five. The moon that night seemed to be indulging in strange vagaries, now dimly visible behind a mist of thin gray vapor, now wholly obscured behind jagged masses of black cloud, and occasionally shining brilliantly from a little patch of clear sky tallente waited for one of the latter moments before he finally tested the rope which was wound around the strongest of the young pine trees and stepped over the rustic wooden paling at the edge of the lookout he stood there balanced between earth and sky until robert who watched him shivered there is nothing to fear his master said coolly remember i am an old hand at mountain climbing robert all the same if anything should happen you'd better say that we fancied we heard a cry from down below and i went to see what it was you understand yes sir tallente took a step into what seemed to be eternity the rope cut into his hands for the first three or four yards as the red sand crumbled away beneath his feet and he was obliged to grip for his life Presently, he gained a little ledge, from which a single yew tree was growing, and paused for breath. "'Are you all right, sir?' Robert called out from above. "'Quite,' was the confident answer. "'I shall be off again in a minute.' Talent's head had been the wonder, even of members of the Alpine Club, years ago in Switzerland. He found himself now in the strangest of all positions, absolutely steady and unmoved sheer below him dark rushing waves broke upon the rocks sending showers of glittering spray upwards above the little lookout with its rustic paling seemed almost more than directly overhead the few stars and the fugitive moon seemed somehow set in a different sky he felt a new kinship with the great gull who came floating by he had become himself a creature of the wild places presently he began once more to let himself down hand over hand to where the next little clump of trees showed a chance of a precarious foothold the rope chafed his fingers but he remained absolutely steady once he trusted for a moment to a yew tree growing out of a fissure in the rock which came out by the roots and went hurtling down into space from overhead he heard robert's terrified cry the rope stood the strain of his sudden clutch however and all was well a little lower down holding on with one hand he took his torch from his pocket and examined the surface of the cliff nothing apparently had been disturbed nor was there any sign of any heavy body having been dashed through the undergrowth soon he went on again and working a little to the left stood for a moment upon a green turf-covered crag a tiny plateau covered with the refuse of seagulls and a few stunted trees from amongst which a startled hawk rose with a wild cry he waited here until the moon shone once more and he could see the little strip of shingle below nowhere could he find any trace of the thing he sought at the end of half an hour's climbing he reached the end of the rope the little cove 
filled with tumbled rocks and a narrow strip of beach was still about eighty feet below the slope here was far less precipitous and there was a foothold in many places amongst the thinly growing firs and dwarfed oaks calmly he let go the rope and commenced to scramble more than once his foot slipped but he was always in a position to save himself the time came at last when he stood upon the pebbly beach surprised to find that his knees were shaking and his breath coming fast the little place was so enclosed that when he looked upwards it seemed as though he were at the bottom of a pit as though the stars and the doubtful moon had receded and he was somehow in the bowels of the earth instead of being on the sea level there were only a few feet of the shingle dry and a great wave breaking amongst the huge rocks drenched him with spray he proceeded with his task however searching methodically amongst the rocks scanning the pebbly beach with his torch always amazed that nowhere could he find the slightest trace of what he sought finally drenched to the skin and utterly exhausted he commenced once more the upward climb he was an hour reaching the end of the rope then he blew the whistle and the rest was easy nevertheless when the paling came into sight and he felt robert's arms under his shoulders he reeled over towards the seat and lay there his clothes caked in red mud the knees of his knickerbockers cut blood on his hands and forehead breathless robert forced brandy down his throat however and in a moment or two he was himself again a miracle he gasped there is nothing there there was something dark i fancied upon the strip of beach sir robert ventured i thought so too it was a tarred plank of timber then the tide must have reached him tallant rose to his feet and looked over the sea alone knows he said for the first time though robert i feel inclined to agree with the newspapers who speak of the strange disappearance of the honourable antimony palliser could any man go backwards over that palisading do you think and save his life robert shook his head miracles can't happen sir he muttered nevertheless tallente said a little gloomily the sea never keeps what the land gives it my fate will rest with the tides robert suddenly gripped his master's arm the moon had disappeared underneath a fragment of cloud and they stood in complete darkness both men listened from one of the paths which led through the grounds from the beach came the sound of muffled footsteps a startled owl flew out and wheeled over their heads with a queer little cry who's that in the grounds robert tallente demanded i've no idea sir the latter replied his voice shaking the cottage is empty the boy went home i saw him start off there is no one else about the place nevertheless the footsteps came nearer by and by through the trees came the occasional flash of an electric torch robert turned towards the house but tallente gripped him by the arm stop here he muttered we couldn't get away any one would hear our footsteps along this flinty path besides there is the rope it's someone else searching robert whispered hoarsely the light grew nearer and nearer a little way below the path branched to the right and the left to the left 
it encircled the tennis lawn and led to the manor or back to the road the path to the right led to the little lookout upon which the two men were standing the footsteps for a moment hesitated then the light flashed out and approached whoever the intruder might be he was making his way directly towards them tallente shrugged his shoulders we must see this through robert he said we were in a tighter corner at Eve, remember keep as quiet as you can now then tallente flashed on his own torch who's there he asked sternly there was no answer the torch for a moment remained stationary then it began again to advance what are you doing on my grounds tallente demanded who are you a shape loomed into distinctness a bulky man in dark clothes came into sight i am gillian inspector gillian what are you doing out here mr tallente tallente laughed a little scornfully it seems to me that the boot is on the other leg he said i should like to know what the mischief you mean by wandering around my grounds at this hour of the night without my permission the inspector completed his climb and stood in the little circle of light he took note of the rope and of tallente's condition my presence here sir the inspector announced is connected with the disappearance of the honourable anthony palliser confidence for confidence tallente replied so is mine the inspector moved to the palisading the top rail had been broken as though it had given under the weight of some heavy body he held up the loose fragment glanced downwards into the dark gulf and back again to tallente you've been over there he said i have tallente admitted i've made a search that i don't fancy you'd have tackled yourself i've been down the cliff to the beach what reason had you for supposing that you might discover mr palliser's body there the other asked bluntly tallente sat on the stone seat and lit a cigarette i will take you into my confidence mr inspector he said this afternoon i strolled round here with a lady caller just before you came and i fancied that i heard a faint cry i took no notice of it at the time but to-night after dinner i wandered out here again and again i fancied i heard it it got on my nerves to such an extent that i fetched robert here a coil of rope put on some shoes with spikes and tried to remember that i was an alpine climber you've been down to the beach and back sir the inspector asked looking over a little wonderingly every inch of the way the last eighty feet or so i had to scramble did you discover anything sir not a thing i couldn't even find a broken twig in any of the little clumps of outgrowing trees there wasn't a sign of the sand having been disturbed anywhere down the face of the cliff and i shouldn't think a human being had been on that beach during our lifetimes i have had my night's work for nothing it was just the cry you fancied you heard which made you undertake this expedition precisely the inspector held up the broken rail when was this smashed he inquired i have no idea tallente answered all the woodwork about the place is rotten doesn't it occur to you sir as being an extraordinarily dangerous thing to put it back in exactly the same position as though it were sound iniquitous tallente agreed the inspector made a mental note 
tyland threw the remains of his cigarette into the sea i am going to bed now he said can i offer you any refreshment mr inspector or are your investigations not yet complete i thank you sir but i require nothing i have some men up in the wood there and i shall join them presently i am staying in the neighbourhood tallente pointed to the rope if you would care to search for yourself mr inspector we'll help you down the man shook his head scarcely a job for a man of my build sir i have a professional climber coming to-morrow i wish you had informed me of your intention to go down to-night if you had informed me of your intention to remain in the neighbourhood that might have been possible was the cool reply the man took the loose wooden rail from its place and held it under his arm walking off with a portion of my fence eh tallente asked the inspector made no direct reply he turned his torch on to the broken end a clue tallente asked him lightly the other turned away it is not my place sir he announced to share any discovery i might make with a person who has deliberately refused to assist the law no one has convinced me yet tallente replied that palliser's disappearance is a matter in which the law need concern itself the inspector coughed i wish you good-night sir he disappeared along the narrow path they listened to his retreating footsteps tallente picked up his end of the rope i was right he said as he led the way back to the house quite the inspector bucket type End of chapter 5